Good morning. Welcome back to another edition of our Anchored in the Word Morning Reflection. And I'm looking forward to dealing with this topic because I think it's going to be uh, very, very encouraging and helpful to each of us. And uh, dealing with suffering and dealing with trouble in life is something that uh, every single person deals with, uh, each person to differing degrees. Uh, each season of life is going to bring unique challenges to it. And the question that we posed yesterday uh, amongst several other questions was how does the Christian deal with pain? And not just how does the Christian deal with pain, but also how does the world deal with pain? And uh, we see the contrast uh, in these things. And so that's what I'd like to deal with uh, this morning. How does the Christian deal with deal with pain versus how does the lost person, a person who doesn't know the Lord as their Savior, who doesn't have a biblical worldview, how do they process these things? And as we think about that, I want to give you some very practical thoughts about how we as Christians are to lament before God when we are dealing with very painful circumstances. So first of all, I want you to notice the text. I'm going to read a section again, and then I'm going to draw your attention to the way that David speaks about this issue in Psalm 35. I'm going to pick up in verse 11. He writes, False witnesses did rise up. They laid to my charge things that I knew not. They rewarded me evil for good to the spoiling of my soul. As for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting, and my prayer returned into my own bosom. I behaved myself as though he had been my friend or brother, and I bowed down heavily as one that mourneth for his mother. But in my adversity they rejoiced, and gathered themselves together. Yea, the objects gathered themselves together against me, and I knew it not. They did tear me, and ceased not. With hypocritical mockers in feast, they gnashed upon me with their teeth. Lord, how long wilt thou look on? Rescue my soul from their destruction. I will give thee thanks in the great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. Now, notice the way that David describes his lament before God. In verse 1, he says, they strived with me. In verse 3, he says, they persecuted me. In verse 7, he says, it's without cause that they hid from me their net in a pit. In verse 11, he says, as false witnesses, they laid to me charges, things that I knew not. Verse 12, they rewarded evil for good. Verse 20, they devised deceitful matters. Verse 26, they rejoiced at my hurt. What is David doing? Well, rather than David going and complaining to a friend and pouring out his heart and saying, I can't believe all these things are happening, David has chosen to go to God. Now, we don't know if he went to other people. I would assume he probably did. But he writes these words for us to see how he lays before God the complaint, the burden, the reality of his difficult situation. And we find that this concept of lamenting and laying before God burdens isn't something that we only see in this psalm, Psalm 35. It's not just something that David did. We see other examples in the Bible. For instance, we see the example of Hannah in 1 Samuel chapter 1. It says that she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept sore. It says she cried out to God and said, forget not thine handmaiden. We see that David does this in Psalm 55. He says, give ear to my prayer, attend unto me, hear my cry when I mourn in my complaint. 
because of the voice of the enemy and the oppressor. My heart is sore pained and the terrors of death have fallen upon me. I am fearful and trembling and a horror has overwhelmed me. David is just pouring out his heart to God. Even Christ in the garden, we could say in some sense is lamenting. He says, my soul is exceeding sorrowful. He went and he laid his face before the Lord. And he says, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. David is pouring out his heart to his father. Or David, Jesus is pouring out his heart to his father. And he's saying, here is my pain. And here is how I feel. I'm in an agony of soul. And obviously he says, nevertheless, not what I will, but what, what you will. He does say that. But he's pouring out his heart to God. He's communicating his pain. Now, the question we should ask is, well, what does someone without a biblical worldview, without a conviction that there's a God in heaven who created them and loves them and has purposes in the world, how does the world process such a thing? Because the world deals with pain. And maybe we should ask the question in another way. How does the believer who is not thinking like a Christian at the moment, how do they process such things? And I'm just going to throw out some thoughts that I think I've, I've seen in the experience of dealing with folks, reading, uh, just observation. Some of this, I, I would say, is probably anecdotal. But if you think about it, you say, I, I think that that's true. Well, some people just internalize their pain and um, they act as if it's not real. They just toughen up and say, I, I'm, I don't experience this. I'm going to ignore it. I'm going to bury it and act as if it didn't really happen. And sometimes people, uh, they become absorbed in some kind of a diversion and they say, well, you know, rather than me think about this, if I put my energy into something else, I won't think about it anymore. And, and by the way, I don't think that that's entirely a wrong thing. I think it's helpful for us to have diversions, but to use that as our only escape it's going to fall short. There's going to be a point where the diversion's done and those thoughts are still there and you're going to have to deal with them. Some people turn to drugs and to alcohol or uh, to immoral lifestyle. Why do they do that? Because it's something that helps them to take their mind away from these things. Even in the Proverbs, it talks about someone who forgets their sorrows because of intoxication. And that's the way that the world often deals with trouble. And rather than facing it and processing and working through it, they try to drown and distract in some other thing. Some people just lash out at other people and they vent their frustrations and they take it out on those who are closest to them. Some people just look for a way that they can try to control their pain. Some people look for someone who's compassionate, who listened to them, but not really offer any kind of suggestion of help. They just hear them out. Now, some of these things are not necessarily in and of themselves bad. I think we do need people to talk to and we do need distractions from time to time. But when a distraction becomes sinful and destructive, we have a problem. Or when a distraction ultimately is being used as a crutch to replace a, a, a correct way of processing pain and struggle in a biblical way, we have a problem. Or when we're constantly going to people who have absolutely no ability to control our circumstances, to actually bring good out of our circumstances and have no true answers, the fact is there's going to be a point where it falls short. How does the believer, someone who understands who God is and understands uh, what the Bible teaches about God and his sovereignty and those things, how do they process it? How should we process it? 
Well, let me give you some thoughts. First, we need to remind ourselves of what we know about God. God is sovereign. That means that he's in charge. He rules. Ultimately, everything that goes on in the world is either caused or permitted by God's sovereign hand. And we need to recognize this because what this does is it reminds us that if God permits a thing, he has a reason for it. Number two, we need to remind ourselves that God is good. Number three, we need to remind ourselves that he cares. Number four, we need to remind ourselves that he is fully capable of working in the absolute best way possible for our good in the midst of those circumstances. And understanding those principles, because the Bible teaches them to be true, we pour our hearts out before the Lord and we say, God, here is how I feel and here is what I'm experiencing and I need you to shoulder this burden for me. We literally pour our burden on the shoulders of the omnipotent God and we ask him to shoulder our burden. And as we do this, we should remind ourselves that God cares. We should be comforted by the fact that he's not going to abandon us. He's not going to leave us. He loves us. He cares about us. He is compassionate toward us in our miserable moments. He really hears and cares, and he's going to move in the best way possible. And so I'm reminded of scriptures like Psalm 103, verse 13. Like a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. He, he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. So as I'm pouring out my heart to God, I'm pouring out my heart to that kind of a God. In Lamentation 3.22, it says that it is of God's mercies that we are not consumed. His compassions fail not. They're new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. When we're pouring out our heart to the Lord, this is his nature. This is who he is. Psalm 36, he says, How excellent is your loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men do put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. In Psalm 143, David says, Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust. And so I want to remind you this morning that when the Christian deals with pain and struggle and hardship, it's not only okay and it's not only appropriate, we are invited to come to the presence of God and to pour out our hearts before him and to let him shoulder our burdens and comfort our souls. We need to learn to lay out our burdens before God and let him shoulder those burdens. And so the first thing that we're talking about this week, how does the Christian deal with pain? He laments. He pours his heart out before the Lord. I, I pray that the Lord will help us to understand this concept and willingly begin to do that. Lord willing, tomorrow we're going to continue working our way through these concepts, and I hope that they'll be very helpful to you. Have a blessed day. Bye now.